Ladies and gentlemen, oh, how I missed you. Tree Taylor here, back in the treehouse, serving you a healthy portion of this week's top news stories. It's no-nonsense news and commentary you need to know. For Friday, April 9th, 2021, grab your coffee or your cocktails, and let's get into this week's top news stories. This week, the grand old party against democracy, black lives, women's right to choose what to do with their bodies, and your right to vote. If you're black, continue to promote the revival of Jim Crow, while also tapping into their finest thespian skills. The New Old South's Darlings of Discrimination made their rounds on network TV, radio, the halls of Congress, and in front of any microphone they could suck on, rebuking that evil old Joe Biden. And how dare he call the white supremacy voting tactics meant to suppress votes Jim Crow 2.0. Stepping up to the mic, South Carolina's antebellum auntie, Lady Lindsey Graham, offered this dramatic reading earlier in the week. They're calling all of us racist because we won't give in to this power grab. They play the race card morning, noon, and night. I am tired of it. I think it's cheap. I think it's sick for the President of the United States, Joe Biden, who's been a friend for years, to say that what they're doing in Georgia is Jim Crow 2.0. Some of you have got families that lived through Jim Crow, where people were beaten, deterred from voting poll taxes, literacy tests, institutional efforts to keep black people from voting. The highest voter participation in the country in the last election. Uh, yes, Auntie Lindsay, that part right there. Run it again. The highest voter participation in the country in the last election. That right there, folks, is the greatest fear of the old racist saltine cracker hair white man. They understand that black and brown people who have previously been stepped on in other arenas are gaining tactical power at the voting booth. I mean, Auntie Lindsay and her handmaids have become undone ever since Warnock and Ossoff made it in. How dare you coloreds keep acting like you have a right to the country you built. When it comes to having the balls to stand for something, Major League Baseball hit a grand slam. Straight out of Georgia and into the mountains of Colorado, last week, Major League Baseball announced they would be taking their business elsewhere because of Georgia's new voter suppression law. The move was rather shocking, quite frankly, since the MLB is not actually known for having done the right thing or anything when it comes to racial discrimination. Up until 1947, the league actually barred black players from its fields for generations, until Jackie Robinson's debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Prior to the league's announcement last week, more than 70 black chief executives, including the CEOs of American Express and Merck, had already signed a letter condemning the Georgia bill. Atlanta-based Coca-Cola and Delta, along with the National Football League's Atlanta Falcons and the National Basketball Association's Atlanta Hawks, also expressed their opposition to the bill. In another odd gathering of one's balls, Georgia's GOP Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan played his hand in handily fashion and, for all intents and purposes, against his boss, Governor Brian Bubba Kemp, when he had this to say on Morning Joe this week regarding the new voter oppression law. And yes, I know it's suppression, but I said what I said. Take a listen. So I, I just want to say for viewers that are, are watching, from what I've read, Lieutenant Governor, and please correct me if I'm wrong, 
uh, you actually stepped in uh, and uh, opposed the no Sunday voting provisions, also stepped in and uh, opposed the provisions uh, that would have gotten rid of no excuse absentee voting. Yeah, absolutely. Look, this die was cast uh, throughout the 10 weeks of misinformation from former President Donald Trump. There, there's just no way uh, to, to not point to that. But also, I think I went over the weekend and watched a couple of, of different videos of Rudy Giuliani when he showed up in uh, some state Senate and state House committee hearings before we started our session. It was cringeworthy to listen to those those, those conspiracy theories and, and, and just random ideas that he was bringing forward. That really was the genesis, and, and that's where the messaging got set up. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, look, I speak directly to Republicans. The quicker we can stop talking about or relitigating that election and move on and turn the page to a GOP 2.0, uh, that, that, that's, that's the best step forward for us. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the great state of Georgia, it looks like an actual adult may occupy the office next door to your yes man, Governor Brian Bubba Kemp. And I know that the clip was long, but I just need everyone, especially the people in Georgia, to understand or know what is happening over there in that capital. Basically, y'all have a minion in charge and also second in command is an actual adult, a rational thinking adult that is also a Republican who appears to be fearless enough to stand not on the foundation of his party, which is basically a cesspool of racism, but he's acknowledging the root of this plot to suppress the black vote. And by the way, I'm kind of tired of saying black and brown whenever I say black because Honestly, I can't really be sure that our brown brothers and sisters are 100% down for us. But as it relates to the lieutenant governor, Jeff Duncan, I honestly want to see where this goes. I want to see if he's going to continue to buck the system. Next story. Oh, pardon me. No, pardon you. No, pardon us. In other political news this week, the federal probe into Matt Gates continues, with new stories developing daily, the latest being that he asked the worst to ever do it, 45, for a preemptive pardon. Okay, yeah, because when I'm going around declaring my innocence, I mean, that's what you do. You ask for a pardon when you're innocent. Okay. As Gates continues to deny allegations involving sex trafficking and prostitution, including involving a minor, the sound of crickets is all you'll hear from his GOP colleagues. But what could be worse than having no support? I'm glad you asked. How about having the worst to ever do it, 45, as your support? In a written statement on Thursday, the worst to ever do it, 45, broke his silence with this quote. Congressman Matt Gates has never asked me for a pardon. It must also be remembered that he has totally denied the accusations against him. Okay, worst to ever do at 45. Just consider this, everyone. This is a list of some of the people the worst to ever do at 45 has said are innocent in the past, and then later we find out otherwise. Making the top of the list, and this is going to be a short list because, you know, I just don't have the bandwidth for this. Vladimir Putin, you know, the dude who put out bounties on U.S. soldiers, Jeffrey Epstein. Saudi Arabia, like the whole country. That one was regarding the killing of a U.S. journalist, which we later, like the last couple of weeks, found out they did order it. 
Mm-hmm. And who could forget Alabama's accused child molester, Roy Moore. Plus, there's Michael Flynn. And while there are many more, we can't leave out his greatest claim of innocence. That would be his own. Next story. The hearing in the murder of George Floyd has continued this week. And yes, I said murder. I mean, if you've been watching the trial, it's almost like, why are we going through all of this at this point? Between the videos, the testimony, the evidence is undeniable. But what's really interesting is that what was once an unbreakable wall of silence and loyalty amongst law enforcement has with each passing day been crumbling down. On Monday, Minneapolis's police chief, Arredondo, did not hold back during his time on the stand, condemning the actions of Derek Chauvin, the former officer who is charged with murder in the death of George Floyd. Joining Chief Arredondo, Sergeant David Plozier, Chauvin's former supervisor, testified that when Floyd was no longer offering up any resistance to the officers, they could have ended their restraint, and that Chauvin didn't initially divulge that he had knelt on Floyd's neck. It's very challenging to watch this. It's triggering. I really don't watch it. I catch it in bits and pieces, and then I move on, and then I catch some more. I definitely have an issue with Caucasians, specifically in power positions, and that has really developed since I moved to Northern California. I have all genres of solid, loving, healthy relationships with humanity, but moving here, I have encountered some very different, privilege-minded Caucasian souls. It started the day I got here, when I went to register my son for school, and the counselor was talking to me like I was, I mean, I had to just, let's just say I had to read her. And unfortunately, my daughter recorded it. But I had to lay into her ass right away because she was trying to lord over me, okay? Then the next time I had this weird type of encounter has been in the healthcare system here. And again, I am in Northern California. It is very different here than Southern California. I've been told that by professionals, black professionals in the healthcare system have told me that it is purposely very different here, the healthcare system. And then I've had some interpersonal engagements as well with white folks that have just not sat well with me. And so I'm like real cautious now. I'm in a new space as it relates to race. And it's mostly when it comes to new encounters, because again, I have some solid, loving relationships with many people in humanity. But new, I'm not not open, but I'm just hyper aware. Speaking of California, Caitlyn Jenner is exploring a run for California governor. And who would be better fit to assist Caitlyn during this exploratory phase than the very unstable and ousted ex-campaign manager of the worst to ever do it, 45, Brad Parscale. If you recall, in September of 2020, shortly after Parscale was fired, police were summoned to his home after his wife saw him load a gun before hearing a loud bang, and she fled the house. Parscale was then taken down by the Fort Lauderdale SWAT officers when he didn't obey commands and was taken into custody under state guidelines, allowing for an involuntary mental illness commitment. 
And now, according to Fox News Online, seven months later, this man is reportedly helping Caitlyn Jenner as she very seriously explores running for governor in California. Hell no. Hell no. See, this is why I am already making my way back to Atlanta in the summer for good. But right now, I will take Gavin over Caitlyn any day, like if I had to stay here. Hell no. She's shown us many of her cards on that reality show and her position on many of the hot-button GOP topics. Go back and watch the Kardashians. Jenner's news comes in the wake of a heavy recall effort against Gavin Newsom, brought on by his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. This week, I learned that if you don't like a photo that someone posts of you, you can get it banned from the internet. I mean, is that true? With all the other crazy life-changing shit going on in the world, Khloe Kardashian's PR team, Chris & Co, or KKW Brands, was said to be working hard to remove an unwanted Khloe photo that her grandmother shared on her social media page of Khloe unedited. So what, Khloe? The shot, according to Page Six, has been confirmed to be the real deal. But when people started reposting the shot, Camp Kardashian got their legal team involved. Girl. What? Team Cease and Desist did call the image beautiful and then said they wanted it gone because it was unauthorized. Child. Chris's mama, we call her MJ. The grandmother, she probably got red for filth because she's the one who posted it. Somebody go check on MJ. Chloe's famous friends and followers applauded her post. Hairstylist Jen Atkin commented, yes, you did. And Real Housewife of New Jersey star Melissa Gorga wrote, that's a woman right there. Thursday morning, amid all the backlash and the commenting, Chloe did an IG Live, very brief, albeit, but she went on IG and then she also followed up with an I'm only human post. She went live pleading her case and then she wrote this. So she starts this manifesto saying, hey guys, this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered. Okay, but, and this is a side note, your boobs aren't real, your ass isn't real, your face isn't real. I don't know what else isn't real, but doesn't that mean it's filtered? If it's not real, it's filled. I don't know. Okay. As I was saying, she started the manifesto, and I say that because the shit is long. I'm only going to read a little bit. I don't have the bandwidth for that. She starts the manifesto saying, Hey guys, this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week was beautiful, the statement read. But as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering, in bad lighting, or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working too hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared, no matter who you are. Like I said, this post was long, and filled with a bunch of over-explaining. And I'd like to go back to this one piece, please. Let, we just need to go back to this one piece. After working too hard to get it to this point. All right, so 
everyone can do whatever they want to their bodies to make themselves feel like they need to feel. I am not against that. I'm not against any of it. She can add three or four new asses and breasts and lips. I mean, she can do what she wants to do. But I think that it's concerning when you can't take ownership of that. Like, yeah, I did it. This is what I do. This is what I want to do. Furthermore, it's even more concerning for me personally, as an outsider looking in, when you have all of this, what appears to be goodness in your life. And I know that she has some other things going on. Like she's with kind of, um, well, I don't want to, I don't, Tristan has shown us who he is, but she chooses to stay in that. And that's her choice. But emotionally, it could be damaging her so I'm trying to wrap my mind around how you can have as much as she has and give a fuck about what so many people have to say or think. I don't understand that. Like, I cut all this. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. When I think of working hard to get to a point, I don't associate a lot of plastic surgery with that. Again, you can do what you want to do to your body. I respect that. I look at myself sometimes, a lot of times, I'm like, oh my God, especially in the area of weight. Weight is a struggle bus for millions of women for many different reasons. I would love to see her just own that she has altered her body. Like, own it. This is what I wanted to do. You thought it would make you feel good. Apparently, it doesn't. If you haven't seen the picture, go look at it. Because the shit don't look bad. Now, her face was weirding me out. It didn't look like her face. I don't, she's always showing up with different face. Again, she can do what she wants. But what did you, the people, have to say about this tomfoolery? Well, it's time for another dose of Here for the Comments, where we sip on the gloriousness that is the unfiltered and unapologetic internet. Are you ready? Let's go. On IG, at the real Milan wrote, Chloe, people are dying. At Kiera Velasquez, Velasquez wrote, I feel bad for her because the way she's acted throughout all this really shows her mental health is affected by the constant criticism about her and her body. I feel bad for her. She's definitely got some, uh, she's up for some uh, therapy. That's what I'll say. At Matt Noeri said, I'm confused. So be happy with your looks. Don't give a fuck about what others think. But edit and use Photoshop. Got it. At Black Pocahontas wrote, Chloe, I promise we don't care. Next. <laughs> At Black Hair Blog wrote this, Y'all be the loudest ones screaming. Be kind. You never know what someone is going through. But then drag celebs two seconds later. You can just scroll along. The entitlement of people feeling like they can bully celebs online is scary. At True Lady 316 wrote this. She lost it when she said she worked so hard. Me too, girl. I was trying to root for her. Me too. She lost me when she said she worked so hard. At underscore strawberry underscore 20 wrote, Imagine getting surgery to look like what you think is perfect, but then still don't see yourself as, well, perfect. Perfection isn't reality. 
Well said, young lady, well said. Stephanie J. Rutherford wrote this on Facebook. The real problem is she doesn't accept herself the way she is. And that's the brand she wants everyone to believe in, in her good American genes. Believe in who you are, the way you are. That's their logo or their slogan. Mm -hmm. When clearly she doesn't. She won't post anything unless it's airbrushed and or altered. It's so very sad. The real picture looks better than all the altered pics do. She also puts a lot of filters on her baby all the time. It's so weird. It's so weird. And finally, Brenda McDonough Beard. She looks great in the unedited photo, but I never would have known it was her. Her face looks nothing like what we usually see. Boom. Sure doesn't. Yes, I noticed that too. Bottom line, Chloe, I just want to encourage you to focus, if you can, more on the things that you do have versus what you believe in your mind that you lack as it relates to your appearance. The fact that you think that that photo looks so bad that you need to have people sent letters from your attorney to stop sharing it you gotta ask yourself why why i feel this way you may not like the answer but there is something deeper that you see that is causing you to go into full panic mode to get people to take the picture down and i promise you i always used to think this like what if we what if we showed up for ourselves in this most miraculous way the next time we feel ashamed or accused or caught or found out? What if we just owned it? What if we just owned it? Then <laughs> there would be nothing to motherfucking talk about. Own it. Ooh, I don't like that picture. <laughs> Y'all enjoy. When you have been perpetrating a fraud for as long as they have and I say they because I don't know if Courtney I'm sure Courtney gets work done but I don't know if on her body but when you have been perpetrating a fraud as long as they have all of them and they're all walking around with parts on their body that they did not come to this planet with naturally and that's their business that's okay do you but own that shit Stop lying about it. That is very damaging, especially to young girls who don't have the means. Hell, young girls, especially to any woman, it can be to someone who is developing in their confidence. It can be very damaging not to tell the truth because then you have real people out here really working hard to create this image and they are, it, it's not attainable because you paid for it, goddammit. You paid for it. Again, that is okay because listen, these breastuses right here have been changed into a whole new level thanks to thing one and thing two. And let the right bag fall into this girl's lap. These things are getting lifted, period, point blank. I might take y'all on the journey with me. But I'm not going to motherfucking lie about it. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. That is a true statement. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Because if you did, there wouldn't be not one thing for people to talk about. Probably the most conflicting part of watching this whole thing play out for me is, Chloe, you actually 
went on the internet to beg people to stop looking at a photo that where you actually you look normal you look regular you look you look fine and you are complaining and horrified by this photo you are the mother of a daughter of a female she's looking up to you she will look up to you she will want to be like you what kind of messages are you sending your daughter you're responsible for the imprint on that human being that you are a parent to. Like, she's not a toy. And you alter her pictures too. Like, you are, you, you incessantly put filters on a baby's photos. You used to. I don't follow Chloe. If I see something about her, either my daughter sent it or I'll see it in passing. You gotta stop this. Stop it. She's looking at you right now. I know she's little. I don't know. She's two, three, four. She is looking and we are imprinting those babies at this, at this age. Of course, we want to look beautiful. Who doesn't? It is a feeling you have to embody in order for it to be true. Stop it, Khloe Kardashian. Stop it. This is ridiculous. You are a grown ass woman with a child, a female child. Stop it. You want to be on top? You want to be a celebrity? Go for it. Do all those things. But the best way that you can serve this world, this world, these people that you are influencing every single day and your child is to love yourself, Chloe. Everybody, tree, love yourself, tree. I'm going to talk to me. That's the best thing I have learned how to do for myself was to love myself. Do I like what I see every day when I look in the mirror? Sometimes not. It's not as often as it used to be. I do mirror work. Louise Hay, okay? I don't know if you know Louise Hay, Chloe. Uh, get into it, girl. Because there was a time when I didn't love myself. And it wasn't about necessarily the image of my body. It was other stuff. But listen, I got in front of that mirror and started doing my work. And the next thing, like, I honest to God, I'm not trying to be like bragging or anything. I don't really have a lot of days where I can actually look in the mirror and be like, ill. Now, there are days when I put on clothes and I'm like, girl, you, uh, what is happening? The scale, me and the scale, we be getting into it. That's, that's okay. If I could get work done, would I? Um, definitely. The lift, I already told y'all. That's gonna happen. <laughs> but no amount of cutting and tucking and sucking and flipping and if you don't love yourself if you don't like yourself all that is is a band-aid you you gonna look in the mirror and be like oh I'm happy about it and then after a while whatever it is that has not been dealt with properly is coming back and that is the only reason I can think of a, a whole she, she is not a whole person that is the only reason I can think of that a person that from where I sit seems to have everything. She has financial freedom. She has her child. I'm not going to include Tristan, but that's what she wanted. So she got him too. And the universe will give you what you want, but he's sorry. But, um, you know, she has everything and she's still not happy. And that 
is not about anything else except for something on her inside is not complete. She's not whole. And so I hope to see her grow from out of this because her daughter's going to need her. Her daughter's going to need her, but I mean, I'm sh- I mean anything is possible, but she is embedded around this whole behavior. And it ain't just Chloe. Kim, you know, participates in it. I don't I don't want to get into a rant about these people. I just wish them or I wish well for her daughter, for her too. But it, it is really sad. It's really sad, Chloe. Come on, girl. You better than this. I'm Tree Taylor. Thank you for hanging out with me in the treehouse. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, that no matter what they say, and no matter what they do, abundance is your birthright, darling. Bye for now. 